So the uh, phrases, uh, these five faculties, cultivated, developed, merge, lead, incline to the deathless, faculties of uh, faith, sadha, virya, energy, sati, mindfulness, samadhi, unification, and panya, discernment. And apparently, this, uh, in the in the suttas, it's something that the Brahma Sahampati, this great overseeing Brahma deity, um, you know, says to the Buddha, the way he sees it, and the Buddha says, "Yes, it's so." Or the other way around. Anyway, they they agree that this uh, this is where it all goes to. And you think, well, you know, it's, it, I guess that's when you meet a Brahma. Sahampati, then there's not really much you want to talk about. <laughs> you know, in terms of work projects or domestic squabbles, you know, it's it's up there. <laughs> so, but apparently Brahma Sahampati hadn't actually got there himself. Uh, he was still bound to the cosmos, as it were. But I guess he knew, he got the sense of the trajectory of it and the Buddha says yes it's true this is where it goes the Buddha knew the deathless one way of uh, putting the realisation into words of course these words are translations Translations of an experience, and so we're left somewhat, somewhat mystified with that one, or perhaps we have some ideas about it. Yeah, and just uh, float some other ideas and reflections, just to add to the stack. <laughs> there, the doors to the deathless are open for those. Uh, who can attend, who can listen, bring forth your faith. Hmm. Opening opening the doors, opening the mind, bringing forth faith, listening. Let's get the sense of that. You know. Deathless uh, is the mind's liberation from all clinging, from all standpoints, from all positions, from all food from all holding on you know where it's actually being supported by something else it's the mind's freedom from that release from being supported by what well, mind objects feeling perceptions moods emotions activities of one kind or another you get a sense for that that not leaning on something in the future, the past, a theory, an object. To me, this gives lovely senses of a kind of open, open space, freedom, which inspires, interests me. Yeah, that's what I want.
And then recognizing what you don't want is another way of looking at it. The encumbrance, the weight, the suffering, the stress, the having to hold it together, having to prove oneself, defend oneself, make oneself into something, you know, continually mashing over oneself, chewing it over, the world, people, me, you, it, that, the kind of weight of it all, the turmoil, spinning, oh, enough, you know. So, and then what's the, what's the trajectory from one, from suffering to non-suffering? And the Buddha's saying this, this is the one way in which you look at the trajectory. The five indriya, faith, energy, mindfulness, concentration, unification, and discernment or wisdom. Look at it this way. Or the Eightfold Path, or the Seven Enlightenment Factors, and so on. The different ladders, maps. And what do they do? Essentially, they are to deal with letting go, the Third Noble Truth, relinquishing, chago, giving away, giving up. Patinitsa go thoroughly relinquishing mutti, freedom, and alio, no, no hanging on. It's all, you know, all of pretty same tune, isn't it? Boom, 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 holding that in. And then their meditation work is so often that of coming back to the present, relinquishing the past, relinquishing the future, coming out of the clutter of our thoughts and stuff, and just opening the space, open the space, open it up, you know. Close for yourself, closing down on something, acknowledge it. Don't get into a whole story about all that. Just here we are, breathing in, breathing out, going back, opening up. Third noble truth. And the fourth path, speech, actions that are holistic, they're towards others as to oneself, they're not cramped. They're not petty. Um, right speech, that which harmonizes, brings people together, creates friends. You know, these are all, to my mind, signs of a, a wonderful openness of heart, openness of spirit towards all the manifold, manifest, changing, variable phenomena, pleasant, unpleasant, neutral, known, unknown, confusing, disappointing, joyful, Okay, just staying open to it and not hanging or getting stuck in it or getting stuck by it. You know, this is that. That's the work, isn't it? My one way of looking at it. But you never know, really, where where it goes. You can't, you can't kind of, um, you know, from where you are now, you can you can draw a line from where you've been, you know, where you were five years ago, ten years ago, twenty years ago me, 45 years, 50 years ago, <laughs> you know, a line of dots, you can line them up. But 50 years ago, I couldn't have thought, well, there I'll be meditating in Chithurst, Dhamma Hall. You know, meditation, what's that? So you can't, where you are in the present, you can't really see exactly where it's going. Hmm. 
but you can from the here you can recognize you know where you've been and the general way where the improvements have been yeah a sense of you know less reactive uh, more able to accommodate a whole range of feelings and emotions physical mental yeah able to be still, sit still, you know, with all the pains and difficulties that come in. Yeah, yeah, that's that's what's that that capacity has grown. Yeah. So you get a sense of how that growth has occurred. And that and you get the theme of it. It's always been through finding resources to come into the present, to meet what arises, to not get stuck to recognize however difficult or joyful the feeling is, it will pass. Yeah. And we're left with this openness. You know, gradually that non-clinging, which at first is rather like having your knuckles wrapped and finally letting go becomes something much softer, much more flexible, yet quicker at it. And less you pick up less and you let go easier. You don't tend to grab so much. You stay looser, open, freer. Yeah. No big ideas, no big things. And that which is there, you're able to let go of more. That, I would say, is definitely the, uh, the uh, sign of the development. You know, your openness. But you can't really say, you know. But there's this kind of sense of you follow you follow the sign. So remember when I was in my you know, I think I was in my teen, late teens actually, when because uh, I had to, I studying literature, so I had to I thought, oh, you know, it's going through all this stuff, literature stuff, and you get a bit bored with all his romantics and going on about this, that and the other. <laughs> you know, all exclamations and exaltations and you think, yeah, okay. And then just happening around uh, um, Buddhist uh, and Buddhist-influenced literature, poetry, which is just much more cool and suggestive and open. You know, what's that? Pick up that sign. Some there's some space there. There's more white space than noise. More open space than great passions. Oh, that's interesting. What's that? You know, Buddha. What's that? You know, seeing f- pictures of the Buddha. Oh, interesting. Reading about Zen. Oh, it's interesting. And then you know, getting a feeling that somehow or another that was out there in the East. So just okay. Go there. Don't know. Go there. And uh, I knew. I knew one or two things. I knew. I knew how to uh, give up possessions. I knew how to do that. Did it several times, and and uh, lost all I had once, once or twice. So, so you know, I could live that. I could also live very easy. I could more or less stay anywhere, sleep anywhere, eat anything. So I knew how to do that, yeah. and then just just staying open, 
to where the sense of the doors were opening, going to the east and then finding out in India, well, it sounded like the right thing, but it wasn't at that time. So just uh, found out something about Thailand. I saw two paragraphs in a travel book about it. I'll go there. And then coming across uh, these uh, landing in Bangkok, which is horrible. Then got to get out of here. Aim for somewhere where it's more spacious and open. There's always that indication to me. So something about mountains and north sounded good. So go up there, stopped off on Ayutthaya. You see, walking around Ayutthaya, the old Buddhist capital, these massive Buddha images. You think, wow. Huge Buddha images in deserted park. Wow. What's that? No. Then coming across meditation. What's that? You, know, you start to see where it's, you know, follow the sign. That sign where the mind is stopped. Remove, let go of its stories, its histories, its machinations into that open awe, inspiration. You know? And gradually, you know, faith seems to be the first thing that happens. And then some energy. And then you have to learn about mindfulness, bearing it in mind, staying with something, which wasn't something I was any good at. I could let I could give up things and live simply, but staying with things is more difficult. So then you know, I just sensed, you know, the next thing is just to stay with something. So I thought, well, I'll stay three months, three or four months as a in a monastery. Maybe stay three months as a summonera. Three whole months doing the same thing. Three whole months. Wow! <laughs> Couldn't believe it. I could actually main through three months of this. After three months, the, uh, the the calendars and the dates started to fade out. And you're going, well, I couldn't think of any reason to, true reason to leave. I could think of lots of untrue reasons, unskillful reasons, but no true reasons. I mean, where's this going? I don't know. I don't know where it's going. But there's that sign, that sign of letting go, opening, trusting, unknown, go over the edge. That's what I want. I want that over the edge into the unknown, into the openness. That's what, that's what, part of me doesn't want it, but something in me definitely wants that, pushes for that. I always trusted that. My greatest uh, dread is of getting domesticated and uh, Everything sorted out and institutionalized, which at times, <laughs> uh, you know, here I am, abbot of a monastery, and yet, you know, actually it's still pretty chaotic. And uh, thankfully for the meditation, one can still just take on more and more of this incredibly uh, tenacious and seductive stuff about the future and the past and the tradition and the monastery and people and this, that and the other and just, well, it's just the, you know, handle it without getting too stuck in it. And uh, so I always recognize as long as I'm stuck and I need to work with it, stay with it. 
several times is thinking of just, you know, getting out of the overwhelm. But then some gut knowledge thinks, no, no, this is, this is the path. This is the stuff you have to work through to get to the openness. You can't go back. You can't dismiss your thoughts and feelings. You have to see where they cease. Not dismiss them, but see where they end by themselves. Trust the openness. Trust that they end by themselves rather than through annihilation or running away. Where does it end by itself? That's the deathless. Well, good enough approximation, non-technical terms. Where do things end by themselves? Not through pressure, wish, volition, pushiness, ideology, but just there's a relaxation, a ceasing. Until, you know, that's happening, then we haven't finished. And something there in the mind really wants to have done that, be through that. And actually, my sense of that is that, rather surprisingly, is that the more open you get, the more full you get of all the things that need to be done, could be done, should be done, but it doesn't stick. Just that, there's like to, you think you can just basically pack up and leave in half an hour. And just let it. So this is a good way to keep reflecting uh, how working through the things we have to be, our identities, our positions, our roles, our preoccupations, pains. And it's like you stay open to it. Openness, in my opinion, is is wise openness. is is uh, uh, is the path. James, who used to be a manager here, showed me this photograph he had of a. It took when he was out in, I think it was North Congo, or Congo Rwanda border. He'd been out there to kind of, is where the gorillas live. And then this kind of mountain forest, these gorillas, and he'd been out there looking with a little group. He'd gone off and he was walking around, and suddenly he realizes big male gorilla was heading his way. <laughs> you know, huge, huge creature. And uh, so, he, you know, the creature's obviously adapted to the jungle. He couldn't run faster than this creature. He just stood there and, and the creature came right up to him. And he was, all he could do was just be there and drop it and just drop it all, you know. And this big gigantic male gorilla came up to him looked at him and then kissed him on the neck 
they wandered off. <laughs> so what do you do, you know, when a gorilla comes up to you? Do you say something? <laughs> Basically, you just trust trust the openness, don't you? What are you going to do? It's like when I had my experience in India with the bandits, you know, jumping on me with with axes. And you say, well, nothing much I can do here. But just to open up to death. You're going to die anyway someday, so I'll just go with it. You know, just basically made a gesture of openness and bowing, okay? You know, let's do this. And it, the whole thing just unraveled. Yeah. So, you know, where is panic, defense, tightness, this doesn't work. Yeah. And for most of us, it's not that we're not facing... Sometimes it's those, those moments when actually your true resources come through. You can't keep running your stories. A lot of the time we can keep running our stories. We tend to keep doing them. When I am, when I should be, when I'm not going to be, when I think... Nah, 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 nah. You know? And there's that sort of... You feel this, this sort of... Uh, dreaminess of it or trance-like quality nothing really fresh sometimes some story, really good stories too clever, well worked out but you know, just a, this isn't the deathless is it this is why a lot of the time <coughs> you know in our ordinary lives you've actually got a bring up the faith, the energy, do the practices that take you to this place of of an edge. You know? Build it up, strengthen, hold, sustain, getting to that edge point where you, your mind is much more, less able to keep, you know, manipulating and changing and stepping back and dozing off and spinning out, you know. And then it will open up has to let go but often letting go is, is the last thing that the conditioned mind wants to do it wants to keep spinning so you've really got to train it work with it and it you know, when you're doing it it doesn't look looks like it's just going to be struggle or hard work or dreary or boring more interesting things to do because this side of it you can't you don't know you can't when you're lining up making a, a line you can only you can see where you've been, but you can't see where it's going. So there's where that faith is required. Realizing all, every consummate practice, every consummate practitioner has come through this door of unification, bringing themselves into a state of concentration, and unity. They're really with what they're with, and then. You know, seeing what needs to be let go of. You know, the self, the, all the energies that make that up. Not a true self at all, but a, a series of, of holding, clinging, you know, dropping it. This is practice. And, in the, you know, the, one can have a range of systems, techniques, religions to do that. Um, and whatever works eventually 
I don't think any, any, any of them can become, uh, can turn into obligations and ideologies that we cling to. That's just the nature of the mind, just the nature of words and teachings, structures. They're subject to that. So whichever one, however you want to do it, my recommendation is, yeah, do it, but keep, keep the openness in mind. Trust that one. Where you trust the place, taking yourself to the place where you haven't got a, a strategy, or a plan, or a plot, or a story. Go over there. Where real letting go happens. <laughs>